it's Jen. How are you today? What a beautiful Monday. I am chilling and getting ready for this podcast that I would like to share with all of you. I mean, Christmas is coming soon, and that's exciting, right? I mean, it's 16 days away. Woof. But today, I just wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, what's involved in actually leaving a domestic violence relationship and how to become the victim to now becoming a survivor. I mean, not all survivors, you know, survive the same. And I mean, I just want to show show you guys um, by sharing what my survivor um, or survival. Um, oh, I don't know how to explain that, but how it how it how my survival looks like. OK, what I did, how I did it and, you know what to expect and, you know, what we need to educate people who don't really know much about domestic violence because they've never been in it or seen it or they just don't want to see it. So, um, yeah, so my start, my story, I just, you know, uh, the first step, first step was that, um, You know, I mean, it was a long time coming, but my first step was the one that I took when I took that one step out the door. Now, leaving a domestic violence situation, it's it's nearly, it's not as easy as those crowing that, why didn't you just leave, believe that it is. I mean, you know, without a support system, which not everybody has, Leaving is like jumping off a ship with no no life jacket. You know, it's into the middle of nowhere. Even if you do have the means to go, if there are children, and leaving means lawyers and custody and disagreements, and I mean, and if you're married, then the divorce hearings. I mean, and then you're talking about you know having to do the share of the the assets. And either means splitting them with someone who will fight you for every pot and pan or leaving your belonging behinds. I mean, if you have a job, you might want, might have to quit that job so you can move and be farther and also in a safe distance away from your, your, your abuser. I mean, you don't have any understanding of what leaving a domestic violence is if you did not go through it. When you're outside looking in, it might look easy to do, but it really isn't. Because really, when you leave, you are starting from new. But you're starting with baggage emotional baggage you got some trauma and you have some some mental you know issues because of everything that was said to you I mean it's not 
easy. And if he was the breadwinner and you stayed at home with the kids, then you need to find a job. And sometimes it's not that easy, especially when some, you know, employers want to know, well, how come you haven't worked for so long? And who says that you're ready to work? And what if, you know, you don't have the education? I mean, there's so many reasons why abused victims don't leave. And really, we have no right, nobody has the right to judge because nobody can understand what that person's going through. You may say, oh, I understand. No, you don't. Nobody can understand the situation. I mean, I've been through it, and a lot of people will say, oh, I understand, but you don't because you don't understand how I felt or how scared I was, or the thoughts that was going through my mind, and, and the fear that I had. You don't understand that because you're not me. And it's like that for anybody who is a victim. We can't tell them we understand. We can empathize with them. We can give them direction. We can support them. But we cannot tell them we understand. Because it's really insulting when somebody say oh I understand no you don't you really don't but being able to have a support system and people there to encourage you and safe havens and even like I have a page on Facebook called my beautifully broken story where you can talk about it. I give you guys motivation and empowerment. I tell you about my story and my, you know, um, life as a victim and now my life as a survivor. And today I am the warrior. And you can all do that. You know, just follow me and listen and and no, you are not alone. You may feel alone, but you're not. Okay, you're really not. So, I mean, because most of all, leaving means being afraid of who's going to be following us. I mean, just a victim can decide when and how it's best to go. You know, the abuser, want, they want to control anything and everything and when the victim leaves now she's taken that control from her abuser and that puts her in even more danger and that's where people may forget or not understand like they say they do that when you leave an abusive relationship you are also putting yourself in danger, even though you're already in danger in that relationship. But then you have to leave and you have to look over your shoulder and then you have to worry. And then, you know, you, you just you're fearful and you're anxious. And I mean, it's not easy. It is not easy. And I won't lie and say, oh, yes, you can do it. And it's really easy. You just, you know... No, it's not easy. And it's even less easy when you have children. Because now you have to think of their safety and make sure that they feel safe and 
that, you know, they're, they're well taken care of and that they have everything they need and that, you know, but when you're fearful yourself, they feel that. And then it makes another issue. And again, another reason why sometimes victims don't want to leave. I mean, finally believing and telling yourself as a victim that this is not love is also another step to becoming a survivor. I mean, when the person with whom you've choose to build a life and security and love turns around and degrades you, belittles you, tortures and terrorizes you and hurts you, the fear of leaving can be stronger than the fear of staying. So for leaving to become a viable option, that skill has to tip the other direction, even if you have support in the means to leave. You have to grow more afraid of staying than of leaving. Imagine what would happen to a person who grows more afraid of staying at home than of leaving an entire life behind and taking that first step out the door. I mean, for me, it was hands over my mouth and nose. I mean, the weight of a grown man pushing down on me while our children watched and cried for me from across the room. It was being beaten up and rendered incapac- rendered to not being able to move and just the terrifying realization that I was in danger as well as my children that I stayed or that I left played havoc in my head. It played havoc with trying to leave. Because was I ever going to be safe? Were my children ever going to be safe? I mean, the day that he showed me that he could kill me any time he wished, because not only did he show it to me, but he said it to me, It was a wake-up call. Because then it was, if he succeeded and he did it, what would happen to my babies? And would he do something to them? And yes, my life was awful. And I was sad and alone and depressed. But not enough to die. Because... My children were my reasons. They were my smile and my sun in the morning. And I knew that they needed me. And I needed to, you know, be the better person, be a strong mom, be a strong woman, and just... Pack up 
and leave and take back my life. I mean, I packed up, you know, all of our clothes and the kids' toys, you know, the necessities, and pretty much left everything else that I owned behind. I mean, it was meaningful. I mean, it was, it was just material. My life, my children's life, was what was more important. So I had a place to go and I had support and I had my family and some few uh, close friends. And I did what everyone thought I should do. And that was that everyone thinks that a victim of domestic violence, you know, they should already be done and over with these people and the thing that everyone believes will instantly transform your life from hell to happiness, well, and you just, you know, you think that? You think, oh, I'm not there anymore, so he won't hurt me or the children, and I, you know, I'm safe, and they're, but you're not. You're not. Not yet anyways. Because... You don't know hell until you leave that kind of a relationship. Because then he makes you feel like you were the abuser and you were the problem and you have a problem and that you're a bad person. And then even though you're not living under the same roof, he still gets in your head. And he's still putting doubt and belittling you and making you feel so little. And it's just hard. It's hard. But, you know, I mean, even after everything I've just said, you know, victims are probably thinking, oh, my God, this is never going to end. I'm never going to be happy again. Or... Will I ever be safe? Yes, you will. And yes, you can. But you need to be prepared. You need to know that there will be ups and there will be downs. And there will be good days and there will be bad days. And there will be worse days. And then there will be hell. But when it comes down to it, the happiness, the happily ever after, will come. It will take time. It will take work. But it will happen. I mean, you have to know that you will need some counseling. And getting counseling and asking for help does not make you a weak person. It actually makes you a strong person for asking for help, for asking to better yourself. It does not in any way make you weak. It makes you a strong woman or man, depending who you are. 
I mean, I'm not going to say this happens just to women. I mean, it does happen to men. It happens to children. I mean, children do get abused, unfortunately, and that sickens me so much that somebody would take a child's innocent away and just do awful things. I, I don't understand. I'll never understand. And I feel, I feel for those who have been through it. My heart do, does go out to you. And when you go, you come out of it and you come out a good person and you advocate and you push and you make your story known. I am so proud and I am so in awe with you because that's, that's hard and that's something that, you know, takes so much courage to talk about and to, you know, I mean, I don't understand that dead area. And like I said earlier, nobody can understand your story. Nobody but you. You can share it and you can educate people. But nobody will ever understand the pain, the fear, the anguish, the tortures, uh, the everything that you went through. Nobody will understand. Not even the people who may have gone through the same story you did. Everybody's pain is different. Everybody's torture is different. Everybody's story is different. Okay? But there is hope. Okay. I am living proof that there is hope. And I am also never, never, ever going to sugarcoat it. It wasn't easy. I mean, I did leave and I went back. And then I left and I went back. But the third time I left, but because that time almost cost my life, the realization that that wasn't love, the realization that he really did not care if I lived or died, and the realization that my children needed me to live and be the strong woman that I am was when I decided I have to do something and I was ready and I did. I mean, when I left, people told me the worst was over, that I was safe. I wondered why I didn't feel safe. The worst part of all of this is truly was when the feeling started to return and I realized what had happened. When I came out of the fog of my own survival mode, I felt torn apart. I had to face how bad it had really become. I had to feel all those bruises again, the ones that I thought had long faded away. I had to feel them all at once. I had to fear and I had to hear Every degrading comment again in my own mind. 
where it looped at a maximum volume like a crucial titanus, and which also had from hours of sustaining screaming directly into my ears. I never noticed it before, not until it became quiet in the aftermath. It rang incessantly while I tried to sleep. But somehow, I did sleep. Between having babies and being abused, I'd been sleep-deprived for many years. The exhaustion, the pain in my body, the despair of those few months after leaving was almost indestructible. Or I should say, indescribable. I mean, it was the most difficult time of my entire life. I did not know where I was going. I did not know what I was doing. I hurt emotionally, physically, spiritually. I was in so much pain. I was lucky that my family, they rallied around me and they tried to instill a a sense of safety. And after a few weeks, I'd won custody of our children and a restraining order was put onto him. And those to me were victories. And it did a lot for my mental health. It empowered me, knowing that The system was not failing me this time. So that after that, I after I left and I reclaimed my power, my control, my life. I I had to learn to reclaim what my abuser had taken away from me. I had to reclaim my time, my body, my mind, my opinions, my finances, my spirit. I had to reclaim it all. And But I just didn't know where to begin or who to ask. And I turned to this organization back home who did outreach for victims of domestic abuse to help them uh, start over, you know. They helped you with counseling for you, for the kids. They help you with building your self-esteem, helped you look for jobs. They help you start over from scratch and after six months of therapy and sharing pretty much all I could my therapist knew that I was going to be a survivor she found me to be a very strong woman who had lost her way by the hand of an evil man.
and life started to get better. And I was able to go back to work, enjoy my life, enjoy my freedom, enjoy peace and quietness and serenity, listening to my kids laughing and playing and not being yelled at for being loud. I enjoyed life again. I enjoyed having friends. I enjoyed doing things without being told I can't or I was worthless or I couldn't. I enjoyed having my life, my freedom. And I kept going. I kept going. And I kept going. And then one day, I seen him again. And all the work that I had done for that year was all gone. Seeing him brought back all the memories, the bad memories, the bad fighting, the bruisings, the hitting, the the tortures and the threats, they just all came back. The fear came back. I lost so much that day of all I had worked for. And it also made me become weak again. I was weak because I felt scared. I was weak because I was afraid of losing my children to him. I felt weak in so many ways. And I still felt that weight of a grown man pressing down on me, pulling my hair, taking my head and hitting me against the wall with it. His biting, he enjoyed biting till he broke the skin and I bled. I mean, sometimes I couldn't even breathe. Or I would just pass out, wake up, and had a bloody nose and blood all over my shirt. I just couldn't phantom being able to be rid of him forever because we'd shared children. And so... There I was, traumatized and triggered and noticing that this man was going to have this power over me for the rest of my life, or so I thought so. Learning the whys and the hows of my experience of abuse and learning that nobody has control over my life 
unless I let them. They can say, they can try, they can threaten, but if I hold on tight to the reign of the control of my life and know just that, no one can control me. No one is in charge of me. And nobody can love me as much as I can love me. Then that was when a huge part of my healing process began. You've got to break the silence. Sometimes I feel like it broke in me. I felt I was broken. I mean, I wept for for all the years that I let this man torture, rape, abuse physically, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, I grieve the loss of those years. I grieve for the pain and the trauma that was inflicted on my children. But through therapy, through support, and learning to love myself again, and that is really what's important, to love yourself and not look for others to love you for you to feel whole because nobody will love you as much as you can love yourself you got to accept everything about you and you can't give somebody that power because they might love you truly love you but not as much as you can truly love yourself and once you learn to love yourself you will see the beauty that's right there in front of you you will see how life becomes so positive you can you will see how strong a person you are You won't feel alone. You will never be unsure of yourself. I mean, after domestic violence, the stories, the voices of other survivors that made it possible for me to find my own voice and my way back into starting a page and sharing my story and also advocating for other women men and children, and then being able to empower other women has been therapy of its own. It has been just awesome 
knowing I'm giving hope to others, explaining and educating others that it's not easy, but it is doable, and the end result is all worth it. And it won't happen overnight, and it won't happen within a week. You know, I mean, I've been doing and learning and advocating and going through therapy and learning to love myself since the day I left him. And we are talking about 20-some years ago. You know, I've had other relationships but they weren't good. And I mean, they weren't bad and abusive like that of my husband's or ex-husband. But because I didn't love myself, I didn't trust myself, I didn't believe myself, I wasn't able to fully love somebody else because I didn't love me. And because of that, then there was doubt, and there was trust issues, and there was a history, and there was baggage that I had not been able to deal with. And so finding somebody and being able to start a life fresh, you can't. You can't until you learn to love yourself, accept yourself, be who you are, Have your own opinions, be in control of your life, and not be afraid to speak up. And when you say no, you mean no, and make it really well aware. Now, after several years... I, you know, went through college and did a social service course, and I knew I wanted to help other people. I mean, if there was one thing that I learned through all of this is the lack of support and education that is out there. Back when I was going through all this and I turned to the law and then the law turned around and made me become, uh, didn't make me become a victim, but they victimized me by telling me that I had pushed his buttons or I instigated him to beat me. No matter what I say, I don't think, no, not that I don't think, I know that you should be able to say whatever it is you need to say. Have an opinion, have a say, have a voice without being hit, traumatized, used and abused. It's just not okay. So, just as a single mom of 
at the time five kids and rebuilding my life and I just knew that my purpose and my mission was to help others in my situation and even women who had left but keep returning into bad situations because yes they left but not put the work into learning to love themselves and knowing and telling themselves that they are worthy and their love and they are beautiful and they're smart and they're kind and they're strong just made them feel alone and they didn't believe and they blamed themselves and they questioned themselves and then they become really prey for other abusive partners you just have to know that leaving an abusive relationship is hard there will be obstacles there will be good and bad days but you can do it it is doable you can fight for your rights you have a voice and you need to speak out for you you need to learn to love you you need to know that domestic violence is not okay and you have to say no i deserve to be happy and i deserve to be treated equally i mean once you can say that and, and know that and accept the new you then you will see you will understand that it is doable i mean a turning point in my recovery process was in a session with my therapist when i told her that i was frustrated by how long it was taking me to get back to normal that i just couldn't see the the light at the end of the the friggin rainbow i was always anxious i was not sleeping well and i just wasn't eating well and i just felt alone And then I remember asking her why I wasn't healed yet. And then she asked me, "What is being healed 
mean to you? And I said, well, being who I was before I was abused. And her response changed my life. And she said, why on earth would you want to be who you were before? Wouldn't you rather know what you know now about your own abilities, your own empathy, and your own power, even if the knowing is hard sometimes? It was like a, f- a switch. Just It was just like it, she flipped the switch, and suddenly I saw myself in the room, a smarter, more humble, stronger person than the version of myself that was before all this abuse. This isn't to say that I believe being abused was my fault. I mean, I've known better. It just means I know what to look for now. I know and have enforced my own boundaries. I've been tested in the field and I won. I mean, accepting that I can't be who I was before also means accepting that I might never heal completely. I feel terrible some days. Not everyone can believe or empathize with me. I mean, there's still work to be done. And in my mind and in the world, there is so much education needed to be done about domestic abuse. Now what happened? It happened. And I'm okay with that. Because I'll be okay. I mean, right now, I have re-invited my faith into my life. It has opened my heart, my eyes, to so much. It has helped me become more patient, understanding, and educated in me and who I am to be and what I need to do and how to be a good mom, a good friend, a good wife, a good sister, just a good person in general. And before, I was always bitter to my ex-husband for all he's done to me. And it's just recently where I learned to forgive him. And I know a lot of you are probably going, what? How can you forgive somebody who's done all these horrible things to you? Easy. I wouldn't be who I am today because of it. That man ended up giving me my best friend, my one and only daughter, who I cherish and love to the moon and back. That man gave me strength, understanding, and courage to fight back, to advocate, 
and educate people because of what he did to me. And because of that, I've been able to motivate, encourage, empower, and give others hope. And I would not have been able to do that if it wasn't for what he did to me. And again, I'm not saying I deserve to be beaten. I don't say that I deserve to be abused. But it is what it is. It happened. And instead of continuing to be a victim, I turn what evil meant to break me down and hurt me. I turn it to good by helping others encouraging others, giving others hope, educating, and empowering others. So I hope that this podcast today clears up a few misguided conceptions that leaving your abusive relationship is easy and you can just, you know, pick up and go because you can't. There's so many other factors that we need to consider before we can actually do so. And once you left, it's not easy. There's a lot to go through, a lot of process, a lot of court, a lot of judgments. But in the end, and what work, and what time, and support, and help, It will be worth it, and it's doable, and you can be happy again. Your story makes you who you are today. Remember that. So until the next podcast, I wish everybody a wonderful day. Remember to smile Remember to be kind. Always know that some of the bravest people will smile at you even though their life is full of horrible hell, you name it. But they will in turn smile at you because that's how strong and courageous they are. Remember to love yourself. Remember to be your own priority. And remember that you can be anything you want to be. And you can do whatever you want to do. Because you control you. And don't let anybody else take that control away from you. I love you all. Thank you for listening and supporting me. I'm sorry for this long podcast, but it needed to be said. Because it's been a subject that's been brought up a few times. And I needed people to understand. It's not easy. And it's not that simple. So, with that said, have a great day, enjoy this day, and remember, you are 
and will always matter. Bye now.